0: Rashin Sudmand grew up in Iran, where her father was a pastor. Iran is a Muslim country where Christians are persecuted. But her family's life seemed pretty normal until one day when Rasheen was 13 years old. She was outside their house playing.
1: A car came and parked in front of our house, and we didn't know who they are. But uh, after a few ten minutes, I remember they invited my father to sit in their car and even I didn't hear the conversation but I f- felt it's something wrong it is and then sense of fear Jesus never promised his followers an easy path in fact he told his disciples that the world would hate them he sent them out as sheep among wolves Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.
0: Welcome again to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and I'm on the road this week in England, and we have a very special guest. Rasheen Sudmond is the daughter of Pastor Hossein Sudmond who was executed by the Iranian government in 1990 for the crime of apostasy. He was born a, into a Muslim family. He became a follower of Jesus, and they, the government told him, you can continue to follow Jesus and you will be killed, or you can become a Muslim again and go home. He made the choice. No, I am a follower of Jesus. We are here with his daughter, Rasheen. Rasheen, welcome to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio.
1: Thank you, brother, for inviting me. And it's my privilege and honor to be here and share my story with you.
0: You were 13 when your dad was killed. What what do you remember about him? When you picture your dad, what are the memories that, that you have of him?
1: i have a lot of memory of him uh, memories of him because the church was in the basement of our house actually my father established a church in the basement of our house and obviously we had people inside the house the building he used to use it was um, the second floor and the basement but we usually had more people in the yard and around us uh, uh, so yeah, i clearly remember so i could see the way he was ministering to other people uh, especially people who would come to the, our house and ask the questions so and some uh, about christian faith so my father my father patiently would answer all the their questions as well and it was not just asking their question he was care about them so he had caring heart and loving heart and i remember he had a bicycle in our house and uh, still i can visualize that bicycle and my father had pain in his leg, and but he would cycle miles and hours to see one person. Some of the members of the church, they uh, live far from our house. So I remember some, sometimes he would take us with him. I remember uh, his bicycle and also it was two hours cycling to see different people and just take care of them and to see how they are doing.
0: It seems like from what I've read and from what you've said, he just loved people, not just the people in the church, but Muslims, the neighbors, everyone. He just had a love for people.
1: Exactly he had uh, he had love for everybody even children even I remember a family who had a disabled child he loved my father and one day they were living far from us and one day he just left house and came to our house to see my dad and they were very worried and immediately when he came to our house my my dad Call them and let them know that they, he is here. So he loved children as well. So after he, uh, he died after his martyrdom. Even neighbors they testified that how kind he was and how caring heart he had.
0: Are there things you remember in your family, like, you know, him reading you stories or him giving you hugs or tucking you in at night? Are there things like that that you remember about him?
1: Exactly, I remember he would spend time individually with each one of us um for instance he he would take me to coffee shop and had a restaurant and had a quality time with me as well although he had quality time with the whole family, but it was important for him to have a quality time with each one of us as a as his children so that that is what it's important for me when I remember him as my father.
0: Do you think he knew or had a had a sense that he might not be able to be there when you were 20 or 25 or when you got married? Do you think he had any kind of a sense that maybe his life was going to be short?
1: I think he knew because he was very keen and for us to be very independent and always he would tell us or the way he was treated us or he tried to raise us as a children to be independent and sometimes he would send us Uh, my my sister and myself three uh, three children together to a distance place with the taxi he was not he he was not with us he made sure that the taxi driver is safe but he would send us by ourselves with just taxi driver for instance and I think now when I'm thinking about those moments I just Sometimes I I think maybe he knew that that's what he was very keen for us to be more independent and yeah uh, Grow in more being more mature. Yeah in uh, yeah in our life and.
0: What do you remember about? The faith lessons that he taught you or how he taught you? What it means to follow Jesus and how you live out that faith on a daily basis?
1: so we had our family praying meeting every night so that was really important for him and no one could cancel even if we had a guest (laughs) yeah even if we we had a guest as I mentioned so we had a church in our house sometimes we had other members or other people they were welcome to join us but he never cancelled so and then yeah he always uh, teach us about God and encourage us to read our Vibes and told us stories about Jesus Christ and what was incredible about him, he told us about Jesus with the stories because he knew we are a child. So the way he was sharing the stories, it was the way was yeah the child can understand. So it was like milk is the food for us, but on the other yeah. hand. In that there was some way that we understood about God and His Lordship and who was Jesus. Yeah.
0: So he didn't just pastor his congregation, he pastored his family as well.
1: Exactly. Yeah. He pastors. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Rasheen Sudmand. Her father was martyred in Iran in 1990. Did you understand, even as a as a girl, that what he was doing was dangerous in Iran? Did you know that? Well, my dad's a pastor. This this could be dangerous for our family.
1: Um, actually, not till I was eleven because everything was okay, and even uh, the church had this freedom to. Um, Actually, I didn't sense uh, fear. Or, uh, I don't know if there was something, but I think everything happened from uh, when I turned to 11. And then because one day I was playing in our yard and with other friends, and I remember a car came and parked in front of our house. And we didn't know who they are. We we were thinking maybe they are some of those people came to (laughs) in order for him to minister to them. But uh, after a few 10 minutes, I remember they invited my father to sit in their car. And even I didn't hear the conversation, but I felt it's something wrong. It is, And then sense of fear. That was the first time he was arrested so he was arrested for a month and then after that after one month they released him they warned him and they gave him two weeks time to think to think about his life and they told him whether you are going to stop your ministry and deny your faith or we will kill you and that's the serious warning and um, because they couldn't stop my father
0: (laughs) (laughs) so do you remember when he came home after being arrested that month do you remember what happened when he came through the door or what you thought when you thought oh dad's home
1: yes we were waiting for him because we heard that they are going to release him it was around two o'clock and um we were we were actually preparing house for him and cleaning and yeah when he came to the house we were all crying and yeah (laughs) we ran towards him so I remember the first person uh, actually ran to my father was my oldest brother he was uh, actually uh, yeah cleaning the yard and then so because my water was very clean um man and he wanted everything to be tidy and so we were <laughs> preparing house for him uh, so i yeah i clearly remember um the moment he uh, came to the house and we were really happy and we were thinking uh, telling to myself i hope this is the last time that we are not having him for uh, for this such a long time
0: unfortunately it wasn't the last time no, um One of the things, as I've been reading and preparing to come and talk to you, the the church leaders above your father in the Assembly of God Church said, maybe it's time for you guys to leave Iran. You've been arrested. You're having trouble. There's more persecution coming. Maybe you guys should go outside of Iran. Your dad said, no, I'm not going to leave. Tell us a little bit about that and he he made some really powerful statements about why he was staying
1: as i mentioned after his the first time he was arrested everything was changed and uh, we didn't have that freedom uh, anymore and then uh, he went to other brothers uh, in tehran and shared all the information all, all his experiences with the uh, brother Haq and other brothers
0: and and i wanted just for our listeners give them some context brother hike was the leader of the assembly of god church in iran and he also later would be martyred for his faith um, so your dad went to tehran and sat down with brother hike and said here's what's happened yeah. then what happened
1: brother hike uh, they realized that this is serious ultimatum so that they offered him help and they uh, told him, we can help you to escape the country with your family. But uh, that's my father's response. Do you want me to yeah, read it? Please. Yeah, please. <laughs> and my father replied, actually, I am a follower of the great shepherd of the sheep, our Lord Jesus Christ. And I am ready to sacrifice my soul for my sheep. For me to escape from this persecution would cause... The hearts of my flood to become cold and weak. I never want to be a bad example for them, so I am ready to go to prison again, and if necessary, to give my life. Yeah, he said that, and he left Tehran and he went to Mashhad. And while my father was in Tehran, they called to my mom uh, and asked for him, and they told him, please, yeah, tell him to come to us this day, and my father immediately left Tehran, and he came to Mashhad, he went house, and left her suite, his suitcases, and I was the only one with my mom uh, in the house, and he told me, Roshin, please make a tea, I'll come back in two hours. And then, so I was preparing tea for him, in order for him to come, and I can um, uh, help him, and. Welcome him, but he didn't come back that day. After two weeks, we heard that chilling news that he was executed for his uh, faith in Mashhad prison.
0: We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Rasheen Sudman. Her father was martyred in Iran. So, Rasheen, you heard after the fact. It, it was you didn't. There was never a time where they said the court has ruled your father's going to be executed or you know come and visit or a court hearing or anything like that was that unusual or is that just how things work in iran Mm,
1: i yeah that's how things work in iran yeah we had chance to see my father twice yeah one when he was in prison for one month and then when he was um, two weeks before his per, uh, execution, we, we had chance to see him uh, once. And then, uh, so I remember the last time we saw him in the prison.
0: What, what do you remember about that? Or, or what did he say during that visit?
1: Well, yeah. So it was joyful and painful time because, as a thirteen years old, I was thinking why I should I I I need to have my father with me and why should I ask uh, permission for other people to let me to see my father. So it was very joyful as well and painful. And uh, so we just share our experiences, and we told him the stories we have about the, our school. And my father was just encourage; he was encouraging us uh, to uh, continue our study, and yeah, encourage us to study uh, and look after my mom as well. So it was just very normal and daily conversation. So he didn't want actually go to the details what is happening to him because we were small children and uh, yeah and he didn't want to upset my mom as well.
0: So what what was that visit like as far as the setup? Was was he on one side of glass or one side of bars, or were you all in a room? Did you get a chance to give yes, him a hug? Yes. Or? We were
1: in the, yeah, we were in the same room, so okay. no, it was not the glass yeah, <laughs> separated us. Okay. No, no, it was there, uh, yeah. We went to a room, yeah.
0: So do you think at that time that he knew I'm going to be executed or I'm going to be killed, or do you think he thought this is like last time, they're going to hold me for a while and then I'll go home?
1: No, he knew that. He knew that um, while we were leaving the prison, the room that we met him, uh, by my youngest sister, she she said, I think she asked me to look back, and yeah, my father was, uh, he was in tears, and he didn't want us to see, and he, he was trying to remove it with his hand, and uh, I think my sister, she saw it clearly, and, I think because he knew that's the last visit. And also after his market on we heard from some police guard or religion police that um, because another time police um, one man from prison came to our house and asked us to go to the uh, to that place because my father wanted to visit us and we went to that place and we stay we were waiting for two hours in order to see him but didn't happen and after that they told us uh, he can't see you today and we will uh, let you know for another time. And we were wondering, so what, why, what was the reason a pur- purpose uh, for that visit? And after uh, his martyrdom, we heard that on that day, he was in another room, and they were showing him uh, his family. It was like, it was kind of warned him that so you have an option. This is your family and your small children and your blind wife. And this is your fate. Now you have to choose.
0: So in, it was one final test for your father. Exactly. Here's your family. They need you. Or you can go on with this crazy Christian stuff. Exactly. Or you go home and take care of your family.
1: family. Yeah.
0: And so your father made a choice.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he made a choice.
0: So when you think about that now, what do you think about your father's choice? Uh, he, he chose Christ. What do you think about that
1: yeah i'm very proud of him and i'm very proud to be his, his daughter actually he chose christ although i don't want to deny or ignore the painful side we went through and all the difficulties and uh, uh, vulnerabilities so we face in uh, during uh, that time especially so we were small children with my blind mom because my father was not the only father he was a great help for my mom as well even on that time although it was difficult for us but we were um, very proud of him and now i am proud of him that he chose christ because yeah christ is um, Live and um, yeah, he knew that he's going, to, yeah, God is going to look after his family.
0: We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Rasheen Sudman. She is the daughter of Pastor Hossein Sudman, who was martyred in Iran. How did you find out, Rasheen, that your father had been executed?
1: I was in school and I came home and um, no one was at home. And then after one hour, uh, that was um, not normal. It was weird. So usually my mom had to be at home when um, uh, we were coming from school. But it was so. It was strange that no one is at home. After one hour, they came because they went to the graveyard on that day they informed uh, my family and um, Brother the hike and other pastors he was executed so they, they immediately went to the graveyard so when they came um, I when they entered to the house even because um, they were wearing black and uh, clothes and then I just immediately I uh, realized that um, yeah my it's ha- something happened to my dad and then yeah they everybody came to our house and told us the
0: so did did pastor hike talk to you about that about you know your dad's a hero your dad has done this amazing thing what did he say about it
1: yeah, brother. Um, the first person he informed us told us was one of our neighbors who was Christian and we were very close together. So she told us. And then everybody came, and brother Hike, it was a strange atmosphere because it was between sadness and happiness. So sadness because no one expects that, even churches expect that to happen. And I remember, although people were crying, and Brother Hike uh, was sad because he lost his friend, his colleague, and also as a family, we lost our father. But I clearly remember he would say, I'm jealous of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous of him. I had to be the first one to live, to give my life to Jesus. And um, it was, I could see the regret in his uh, face, yeah. And then he was um, preaching uh, very boldly and powerful. I think is, his preaching is still exists in the first day that... We heard about my my father martyrdom. That's
0: Rasheen Sudman telling us what it was like when she was just 13 years old and found out that her father had been executed for his faith in Christ. I know we all care so much about our kids' safety and their future, but Rasheen's life reminds us that God is in control. In his word, he promises that he will take care of the fatherless and the widow. We can trust him with our families, and we can follow his calling even into places that the world would tell us are not safe. If you missed any of Rasheen's story, I hope you'll listen again at vomradio.net. Or maybe you know somebody who would be blessed by her story. Why not send them a link? Net. You'll find all kinds of encouraging stories in our archives there. These interviews will challenge you to live wholeheartedly for the Lord and to say no to fear. Again, you can hear every past episode of Voice of the Martyrs Radio at vomradio.net. That's not the end of Rasheen's story. We're going to pick up that conversation next week. Rasheen was still to experience more persecution in Iran, yet even today she continues to serve Jesus and to use her story of loss to point other people to him. So I hope you'll be back next week to hear the rest of that right here on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.